0: Alright, you good for nothing scallywags. It is uh, Monday, January 9th, 2023, and my name is Fed965. Yes, that's F E D965. And uh, welcome to Baby Blue Viper. You know the deal. You absolutely know the deal. And if you don't know the deal by now, well, just uh, stay put because you're about to find out the deal. And the deal starts with the price of Bitcoin. And the price of Bitcoin at this very moment in space and time is 17,209 USD. And the block height is 771,167. And of course, one Bitcoin is equal to one Bitcoin. And I am now, I'm sure you've heard that, I am on, uh, and I've taken the elastic banned off of my book i'm opening the page and i can see here well if i squint because the day was crossed off earlier today uh, if you'd like to listen to that all you have to do is listen to the previous episode but if i'm squinting here i can see you know uh that uh there is or there was 813 days left and uh speaking of i am currently wearing a a pale yellow um t-shirt it's really, um, a shirt meant for active, uh, you know, like an active lifestyle, a gym short, uh, a gym shirt, excuse me, you know, it's really one of those, you know, wicking materials that lets you really, you know, stay cool, um, and my, uh, I'm wearing also those long gym, uh, pants, active wear pants, and I'm currently, I would say I'm, you know, reclined on the bed, I've got a pillow Behind my left shoulder, I'm kind of like, you know, reclining, almost Etruscan-like, perhaps. Yeah, I'm going to look that up. Um, and I've got no socks. I've got one uh, you know, leg underneath the covers, one on top. And, you know, um, you know, speaking of this and that in reality, I just got back from walking our German Shepherd uh uh, black and tan, um, uh, black and tan, though, uh, on the, you know, leaning towards black and silver, um, male intact, two and a half years old, um, so, yeah, we just got, you know, done with a walk through the city here in España, um, it was a nice, uh, evening walk, um, you know, saw some, uh, good things, saw some bad things, saw some, uh, you know, uh, uh trash and so some, uh, you know, clean, uh, you yeah, know, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's just, you know, your typical day on earth, your typical evening on earth, you know, there's good and there's bad, and of course there's ugly and there's beautiful. Um, so speaking of, we will be resuming our discussion of, uh, of demons today. I do want to you know try to get through the Nephilim. Uh you know we've been uh, working our way through um the Nephilim um so let's see if we can you know, wrap that up just to try to get a real clear picture so that we can then move on. Um and you know speaking of moving on um because actually I want to hit the hay any second here. Um I'm a little tired today, had a long day so, I uh, definitely want to do that, but first, let's go to the news from the Moscow Times. Uh, push into nowhere, Russian officials slam Brazil riots back Lula. Um, uh, from the AP, Ukraine school rejects Russian claim of troops killed there. From BBC News, a single use plastic cutlery and plates to be banned in England. Oh, huh, look at that. Uh, from ABC News, cargo ship goes aground, is uh, refloated in Egypt's Suez Canal. From Yahoo like Prince Harry implying that he and Meghan Markle will never give up their royal titles. Um, okay, from the, uh, from CNN, the ozone layer is on track to recover within decades as harmful chemicals are phased out. Well, that's great news. Finally, some good news, huh? Look at that. We're going to stop looking at the news on, on that um, On that note because that's absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Look, let's read that one more time. From CNN, the ozone layer is on track to recover within decades as harmful chemicals are phased out. Scientists report. Look at that. Absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so with that, I think we're ready to, you know, to move to our discussion of the Nephilim. And we are, you know, looking at the interpretations right now. Wikipedia is helping uh, us with this. And um, if you don't know who the Nephilim are, if you're just joining us for the first time. So they're basically um, mysterious beings or people in the Hebrew Bible who are large and strong. That's all we really know. Everything else is really up for the debate. Um, You know, speaking of here, we have giants. Uh, Most of the contemporary English translations of Genesis 6, 1, 4 and Numbers 13, 33 render the the Hebrew Nephilim as giants. This tendency, in turn, stems from the fact that one of the earliest translations of the Hebrew Bible, the Septuagint, composed in the 3rd or 2nd century BCE, renders the said word as gigantes. The choice made by the Greek translators has been later adopted into the Latin translation, the Vulgate, compiled in the 4th or 5th century CE, which uses the transcription of the Greek term rather than the literal translation of the, the Hebrew Nephilim. From there, the, tr- the tradition of the giant, progeny prudency of the sons of God and the daughters of men, spread to later medieval translations of the Bible. Okay, so, yeah. So, I mean, in the, it's even saying in one Enoch, they were great giants whose height was 300 cubits, a cubit being thirteen inch, or 18 inches, 46 centimeters. This would make them 450 feet tall. Okay, um, then we also have the fallen angels here. All early sources refer to the sons of heaven as angels from the third century BCE onwards. References are found in the Enochic literature, the Dead Sea Scrolls, uh, Jubilees, Testament of Reuben, Tubaira, Josephus, and the Book of Jude. Uh, for example, 1 Enoch 7 2 And when the angels, the sons of heaven, beheld them, they became enamored of them, saying to each other, Come, let us select for ourselves wives from the progeny of men and let us beget children some christian apologists such as tertullian especially lactantius shared this opinion okay so you know we're starting to get kind of an idea of what is going on here even though it's you know quite um, nebulous to say the least um so the new american bible commentary draws a parallel to the epistle of, the epistle of jude and the statement set forth in genesis suggesting the epistle refers simplicity to the paternity of nephilim as heavenly beings who came to earth and had sexual intercourse with women the footnotes of the jerusalem bible suggest that the biblical author intended nephilim to be an, an anecdote of a superhuman race okay but of course we do have some christian commentators who have argued against this view uh, citing jesus's statement that angels do not marry others believe that jesus was only referring to angels in heaven Okay. Um. So. Okay. So we, kind of. Getting a, an idea of uh, you know who the you know nephilim are. Okay, they're Also here, descendants of Seth and Cain. References to the offspring of Seth, rebelling from the God and mingling with the daughters of Cain, are found from the second century CE onwards in both Christian and Jewish sources. Oh. There's also the view expressed in the modern canonical Amharic um, Ethiopian Orthodox Bible, Hannah 2, 1, 3, and the offspring of Seth, who were upon the holy mount, saw them and loved them, and they told one another, Come, let us choose for us daughters from Cain's children. Let us bear children for us. Orthodox Judaism has taken a stance against the idea that Genesis 6 refers to angels or so that angels could intermarry with men. Shimon bar not pronounced a curse on anyone teaching this idea. Rashi and Nachmanis followed this suit. It may also imply the sons of God were human. Consequently, most Jewish commentaries and translations describe the Nephilim as being from the offspring of sons of nobles rather than from sons of God or sons of angels. This is also the rendering suggested in the Targum, and the innocent. Okay. So, you know, that's definitely something right there, is it not? I would say it's definitely something. Um. Yeah, uh, there's a lot, you know, a lot going on here, there really is, um, you know, we're starting to, you know, get an idea of who the Nephilim, who were are, uh, and of course, this does, you know, lead us to, what's it called, um, uh, mastema, um, as we, this is how we, you know, got onto the the, to the Nephilim because apparently, to the according to the Book of Jubilees, Mestima hostility is the chief of the Nephilim. The demons engendered by the fallen angels called Watchers with human women. Yeah. So even though the Book of Jubilees leaves ambiguous whether Mestima himself is a Nephilim or not, it is implied he might be an angel instead, as he does not fear to be imprisoned along with the Nephilim. Okay. But the book doesn't mention him among the angels created by God, and the matter is blurred further because angels and other kinds of spirits are not clearly differentiated in the works theology, allowing for multiple interpretations of his origin. Yeah, so that's, you know, what we're dealing with here. It really is, you know, what we're dealing with. Um. Yeah, we've got that. We've got that. And, um, and yeah, so, you know, that really does bring us, you know, back to, you know, to existence, which is what we've been really, you know, dealing with here, remember, we're now going to the dharmic Middle Way view, which you know the Indian philosopher, philosopher Nagarjuna, largely advanced existence concepts and f- uh, founded the Madhyamaka school of Mahayana Buddhism. And of course, Wikipedia is helping us with this. Uh, even though you know, perhaps it shouldn't. You know, perhaps we have had enough of you know Wikipedia for today. Um, you know, give me a second here. We'll get up. You know. Just a lot to uh to think about, a lot to get to. I mean, there's just this and that and you know, it's one of those things that that you think about. Um perhaps it's, you know, one of those things that uh you know, that everyone thinks about, but of course how, you know, one makes, you know, their way in the world, um, and how does this relate to, you know, these concepts of uh, you know, demons Nephilim and uh you know so on and so forth, of course, there are people who take this you know literally that there are such you know creatures or you know whatever you want to call them out there. That may be the case. It's definitely possible, I've mean, mentioned this before I've seen you know uh you know people or creatures you know on my walks in different parts of the world that well that I would you know probably say are demons um, absolutely um you know, I've seen them. So, I could definitely you know understand somebody making that case. Um, at the same time, you know perhaps it is all metaphorical, or you know just um, allegorical, and we're perhaps thinking of, you know, ways of being, um, you know, uh, good and evil, and just you know how it's all inside of each of each individual, and it just depends upon you know, uh, how you choose to act, uh, consciously, or perhaps how you act unconsciously, that then, um, is what, you know, people take as, uh, you know, demons or, you know, or angels. It is merely, you know, uh, you know, a human who, you know, chooses to go uh, down one path instead of another path. This is absolutely possible, uh, though at the same time, it is also possible that, you know, these demons that are clearly, you know, have been stated throughout history. I mean, let's not forget that it's not like um, you know, um yeah, that you know the Nephilim have just, you know, suddenly appeared on the scene here. I mean, we're talking about what was it, you know, from the 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 second um you know, century here, uh, 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 um, so that's a lot of, uh, it's a long time ago, It's a lot of time for, you know, people to, you know, be talking about these creatures having for some reason really, you know, um, you know, taking them to perhaps be, um, you know, uh, walking among us or, you know, something like that, um, so it just, it makes you wonder, It really, you know, makes you wonder. Um, I mean, arguments from culture and mythology here. uh, We're seeing that in Aramaic culture, the term uh, Nephileia refers to the constellation of Orion. And Nephilim to the offspring of Orion in mythology. So, okay, so that's one way to to look at it. Um, And, of course, we were looking at, you know, Mestema here who, you know, whose actions and name indicate he is the Satan, the adversary, but Jubilees, he's more like the character who appears in the book of Job, with a function to fulfill under God, rather than the Satan of later tradition, who is the uttermost enemy of God. Okay, so, you see, and it's just all very nebulous, I mean, um, because you know, how are we to know, um, you know, what to, you know, what to, what to take as, a uh, fact, you know, especially in these times of fake news, as we all know, um, it's all very difficult, um, so, you know, it's just, um, who are these Nephilim, and, you know, what's their relationship to humans, I mean, we've kind of seen that, you know, perhaps, you know they made it with um, You know uh, the daughters of men, and uh, you know perhaps they. You know something happened here. Um, but um, I mean if we're reading here, which. You know the sons of Seth view is also the view presented in a few extra biblical yet ancient works, including Clementine literature, a third century Cave of Treasures, and the sixth uh, century. Gaze worked the conflict of Adam and Eve with Satan. In these sources, these offspring of Seth were said set to have disobeyed God by breeding with the Canaanites and producing wicked children who were all unlike, thus angering God into bringing about the deluge as in the conflict. Certain wise men of old wrote concerning them and say in their sacred books that angels came down from heaven and mingled with the daughters of Cain, who bare unto them these giants, but these wise men err in what they say. God forbids such a thing that angels who are spirits should be found committing sin with human beings. Never, that cannot be. And if such a thing were the nature of angels or satans that found they would not leave one woman or earth undefiled. But many men say that angels came down from heaven and joined themselves to women and held children by them. This cannot be true, but they were children of Seth who were the children of Adam that dwelt on the mountain high up while they preserved their virginity their innocence and their glory like angels and were then called angels of God. But when they transgressed and mingled with the children of Cain and beget children, ill-informed men said that angels had come down from heaven and mingled with the daughters of men who bare them giants. Oh boy. This is really... Oh, look, oh, this is definitely... This is what we need to look at. Fossil remains. In 1577 a series of large bones discovered near Lucerne. Where is it Lucerne? This is a city in central Switzerland. Um, were interpreted as the bones of an antediluvian giant. If you don't know, antediluvian means uh, before the flood. This refers to, you know, the biblical uh, uh, flood, uh, uh, the Genesis flood narrative. So this means uh these would be the giants before the flood. Of about 5.8 meters tall, 19, uh would be 19 feet tall. In 1786, Johann Friedrich uh, Blombach found out that these remains belonged to a mammoth. okay. Cotton, mather, I believe that fossilized leg bones and teeth discovered in New Albany, New York, in 1705 were the remains of Nephilim who perished in a great flood. Okay. Paleontologists have identified these as Mastodon remains. Okay. I'm not really sure how. Okay. Never mind. Um. So that's, you know, what we're dealing with with the Nephilim, these mysterious beings or people in the Hebrew Bible who are large and strong. And who are they? And are they among us? And if so, you know, can we have a dialogue with them? How about that? Nobody talks about that. Why does anybody talk about the fact that I mean, can you talk to the Nephilim? Do they speak um you know human languages, or do they have their own language? Um, is uh, I mean, they had a you know offspring, or no, they're the result of offspring, right? They're the result of offspring of the, of of the with the daughters of men, um. Yeah. Is that that it? Oh, man. I mean, there's just a lot going on here. I mean, it's hard to really get a read on it. Um, I do know, though, that um, my personal opinion is that more work should be done on, okay, let's say, since there seems to be so many, you know, texts here and, uh, you know, stories describing the Nephilim. Why don't we have, you know, more stories and texts? Because I'm not seeing that many that, um, you know, that talk about, you know, conversations with these beings and, um, can they perhaps teach us something or will they only try to, um, you know, uh, lead us astray? That's really, you know, the question because it just says that they're mysterious beings or people. I mean, are they. C- necessarily evil, we don't really have a read on that either, we don't have a read on that either, I mean, it seems that they might be evil, but we don't really have a definite view on that, I mean, we do have a view on uh, Mestema, who, you know, carries out, well, he carries out punishments for God, he's an angel of disaster, the father of all evil, and a flatterer of God, okay, well, those are in two different traditions. And in the Book of Jubilees, he seems to be carries out punishments for God. In the Zechariah fragments, the Dead Sea Scrolls, he's the angel of disaster, and he's the one who's the chief of the Nephilim. And so the Nephilim are the, uh, they're they're this, They're the offspring of the Watchers with human women. And that's what we're dealing with here. And if we remember, the watcher is a type of biblical angel. The word occurs in both plural and singular forms in the book of Daniel, where it references mean to the holiness of the beings. And the, ap- the apocryphal books of Enoch refer to both good and bad watchers the primary focus on the rebellious one. Um. So we covered some of this. Um. However, it is worth, you know, just having a refresher here, because I. Mean, it's, this can get, you know, quite you know, confusing, uh, you know, real quick, I mean, so it's worth, you know, just, you know, making sure that we really do know what's going on, Um, it seems like, you know, there's good watchers in Daniel, Um, these are three references to the class of watcher, the holy one, the term is introduced by Nekabaka, Nekabaka Denezar, who says he saw a watcher, a holy one come down, from heaven, He, he describes how in his dream the watcher says that, Nebuchadnezzar will uh, eat grass and be mad, and that this punishment is by the decree of the watchers, the demand by the word of the holy ones. The living may know that the most high rules in the kingdom of men. After hearing the king's dream, Daniel considers for an hour, their response. and then responds, because the king saw a watcher, a holy one, coming down from heaven and saying, chop down the tree and destroy it, but leave the stump of its roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field, Okay, so, okay, Lutheran, Protestant reformer, and Johann uh, Vigrand viewed the Watcher in Nebuchadnezzar's dream as either God himself or the Son of God. He promoted Trinitarian thinking by linking verse 17, this matters by the decree of the Watchers. With verse 24, this is the decree of the Most High. Scholars view these Watchers, holy ones, as perhaps showing an influence of Babylonian religion. okay. So the Books of Enoch devotes a lot of its attention to the Fall of the Watchers. The Second Book of Enoch addresses the Watchers who are in fifth heaven when the Fall took place. The Third Book of Enoch gives attention to the unfallen Watchers. Okay. Uh, And then there's the the Bad Watchers. So in the Book of Enoch, the Watchers are angels dispatched to earth to watch over the humans. They soon begin to lust for human women, and at the prodding of their leader, um, Samyaza, Defect and mass till illicitly instruct humanity and procreate among them. The offspring of these unions are the Nephilim, savage giants who pillage the earth and engender humanity. Okay, so it's really here because of uh, Samyaza. Samyaza, also Shemauzi aza Uzar Waza, is a fallen angel of apocryphal Abrahamic traditions and uh, Manichaeism who ranked in the heavenly hierarchy as the leader of the Watchers. Oh boy, there's really a lot to get through here, um, it's just a lot of moving pieces here, um, okay, so, I think we get the idea though, don't we, don't we get the idea of what's going on here with, so basically that we have these watchers and, you know, biblical angels in, um, that... There may or may not be both good and bad Watchers, and some rebelled, um, is I think what we're, you know, getting to here, some rebelled, and, um, uh, it looks like at the bequest of, or, you know, led by Samyaza, some of these Watchers rebelled, and they, um, they, what's it called, they, um, well, they lusted for human women, and, uh, you know, procreated among them, and illicitly instructed humanity, uh, the offspring of these unions are the Nephilim, savage giants who pillage the earth and endanger humanity. Endanger, savage giants who pillage the earth and endanger humanity. So those are the Nephilim, you know. And though it does remind me, in a way, of the of the story of um, the Prometheus, does it not? Um, just because of this whole idea, um, you know that. This kind of this forbidden knowledge kind of idea um, that one can uh, uh, you know that that there is a, some knowledge that humans shouldn't be taught or shouldn't have. Um, just you know reading from Wikipedia here is that you know Prometheus was a Titan god of fire. Prometheus is best known for defying the gods by stealing fire from them and giving it to humanity in the form of technology, knowledge, and more generally civilization. And of course, he gets you know punished. Real. Real hard for this, um, real hard. Um, so, um, you know that, that is something to think about. Is that, you know, this kind of whole idea of forbidden knowledge, and of course, it's the same thing. You know, the tree of knowledge, right? That uh, the story goes that um, you know, through the Satan, through the serpent, tempted Eve to, um, you know, eat the forbidden fruit and, and she gave it to, uh, to Adam to eat as well. So we, we do have this whole, you know, reoccurring theme here, um, through the years, through the in decades, through the ages. Um, and it really, you know, lets us or makes us wonder perhaps, you know, is there, you know, forbidden knowledge right now? And if so, is somebody giving it to us? and if so, um, you know, what do they, uh, get in return, we don't talk about that, I mean, what did Prometheus doesn't seem to get anything in return for, you know, giving his, uh, giving the, the fire and the, the knowledge to humanity, whereas it seems that the Watchers, well, you know, they get at least to have, you know, um, uh, you know, sexual intercourse with, um, human women, so they do seem to get something out of it, um, And they, you know, they, uh, they become parents to put, you know, to give it as, you know, some kind of, uh, right. You know, to put in some kind of, uh, you know, to put it somehow in some way there. Um, Whereas, you know, Prometheus definitely doesn't get anything like that. He doesn't get any kind of, of, um, you know, uh, he just gets punished basically. And he gets punished real hard. Um, you know, he, he gets bound to a rock and an eagle, the emblem of Zeus, it was sent to eat his liver. In ancient Greece, the liver was thought to be the seat of human emotions, and his liver would then grow back overnight, only to be eaten again the next day in an ongoing cycle. So, it's horrible. So, he just constantly has an eagle eating his liver, and um, then his liver grows back, and the eagle eats it again. So, he doesn't get any kind of, um, you know. you know a prize or anything like that i guess the you know, his prize is that through human through human history he has become kind of like a romantic figure um whereas you know the watchers um uh, definitely don't achieve anything like that i mean um the, the, the watchers seem to be much more of a i mean it's much more of a, like a i mean of like a like an esoteric, you know, kind of tradition. I mean, it's not really mainstream. It's definitely not mainstream Christianity. Um, I don't know that much about, um, uh, Judaism, uh, to, to say if it's mainstream Judaism or not. It doesn't seem to be, uh, I may be wrong on that though. And, um, they may even appear in, um, in, uh, in, what's it called, I don't even remember, in uh, in Islam, they may even appear in Islam, um, I don't know if they're mainstream or not, uh, their point is that um, they haven't achieved the, the kind of, uh, um, of status that Prometheus has achieved, um, so that's just something to think about, I mean, why does Prometheus achieve this kind of, you know, status of, uh, you know, being the one who, uh, who brought, you know, fire, you know, to the humans and knowledge, whereas, you know, the the Watchers uh, don't have anything like that, even though they seem to have, you know, given some kind of knowledge to humans. Um, um, they don't seem to be propped up in the same kind of way. I, this have, I guess in a way this is related to, you know, Satan. I mean, uh, even though I do know that, um what's it what's his name uh what's his name um the guy who wrote the epic about Lucifer um uh, what's his name um what is that name uh yeah, there's a guy who wrote who put him in in more of like a romantic light um uh, British guy, British guy, I'm trying to look it up here, um, really important book, um, really important book, um, here it is, Milton, Paradise Lost, um, boom. Um, so in Paradise Lost, which is, you know, an epic poem in blank verse by the 17th century English poet John Milton, uh, you know, it's here to be Milton's masterpiece, um, the poem concerns the biblical story of the fall of man, the temptation of Adam and Eve by the fallen angel Satan and their expulsion from the Garden of Eden. And, it's, and he's put in a much more, he's put in a tree, he's like a tragic figure. Um, you know, we're reading here, Satan, formerly called Lucifer, is the first major character introduced in the poem. He's a tragic figure who famously declares, better to reign in hell than serve in heaven. And uh, following his vain rebellion against God, he is cast out from heaven and condemned to hell. The rebellion stems from Satan's pride and envy. So opinions on the character are often sharply divided. Milton presents Satan as the origin of all evil, but readers have historically struggled with accepting this interpretation. Romanticist critics, in particular, among them William Blake, Lord Byron, Percy uh, By Shelley, and William Hazlitt, are known for reading Satan as the true hero of Paradise Lost. This has led other critics, such as C.S. Lewis and Charles Williams, both of whom were devout Christians, to argue against reading Satan as a sympathetic, heroic figure. John Carey argues that the conflict cannot be solved because the character of Satan exists in more modes and greater depth than the other characters of Paradise Lost. In this way, Milton has created an ambivalent character, and any pro Satan or anti Satan argument is, by its nature, discarding half the evidence. Satan's ambivalence, Carey says, is a precondition of the poem's success. A major factor in the attention it has aroused. Okay, um, so you know things to think about here. You know of you know f- uh, forbidden uh, fruit, forbidden knowledge, and um, you know uh, is there such a thing as you know forbidden fruit and forbidden knowledge? And uh, if so, is is it going on at the same time today? Perhaps yes. Perhaps now it's. kind of a precondition of the success is it not um the point is that it is you know monday january 9th 2023 and i really got to hit the hay now so we're gonna have to call it here i'm pretty sure we got through the nephilim though um which was the main goal for for today we got through the nephilim i think we're, we're probably gonna call it for the watchers as well um and then we can move on to, you know, other, other, you know, ideas, other, you know, uh, figures, other creatures, other demons, which is what this series is all about, so, you know, with that, you know, some fantastic rest of your Monday, wherever you are, and I will, uh, see you soon.